When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is, hmm, what's the word? Delightful. Because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com slash Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. And you're on right now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo Five O Radio Network. Coming to you from the shores of Florida's beautiful Treasure Coast and bringing you the news behind the news, the story behind the story. Here to convince you that reality is usually scoffed at and conventional wisdom is often just an illusion. We're live on iHeartRadio. On demand on iTunes, TuneIn, Spreaker, and Spotify. Follow me on Twitter at RightNowJimDawes. You can shoot me an email. The address is RightNowJimDawes at gmail.com. Or you can call the vent line and raise hell at 772-245-0750. That's 772-245-0750. Oh, man. I said yesterday that I was going to step away from the microphone, try to clear my head and uh, get a better perspective on the lunacy we see going on in this country. It didn't take that long, and uh, and the news cycle just doesn't pause uh, long enough to take a break. So here I am bringing you another uh, another report from the from the leftist parade of uh, of lunacy that we see going on in the streets. The biggest story that happened yesterday was uh, Google got caught colluding with NBC News uh, to try to silence some uh, perfectly legitimate alternative news sources uh, from the right side of the political spectrum, the Federalist and Zero Hedge, both of which are squarely within what you would have formerly classified as the mainstream, but NBC News colluded uh, with Google and a, uh, a far left uh, European site to try to to silence uh, the Federalist and Zero Hedge by demonetizing them. I know all about demonetizing that was done to me on on YouTube and Facebook. But we're going to be joined in the second half of today's show by Ken Lacourt. He's a former Fox News executive and founder of Lacourt News to discuss that issue. You're going to definitely want to stay tuned for that. I want to start today's show uh, with a letter that I received from in North Carolina commenting on a story that I covered yesterday uh, about the vote harvesting schemes that the Democrats are trying to put together in all of the blue states uh, in order to uh, steal this election uh, that's coming up. Front row seat to uh, uh, an episode of this vote harvesting that I talked about uh, that took place in North Carolina in uh, in 2018. That was when the Republicans tried to get in on the act. At least one Republican in a congressional district in North Carolina hired 
a, uh, a former Democrat operative to put that uh, boat harvesting scheme to work for him. Uh, says not only was the candidate Republican, but the guy that was charged with doing the harvesting was a Democrat contractor the prior year. Basically, the Democrats got mad that they got beat at their own game, and so they called the election illegal and forced a revote. They were successful in uh, forcing that revote, but then their candidate lost by even more votes than the fraudulent one. But then, of course, the national media piled on and forced the Republican to, uh, to step aside. It sucks to suck, I guess, but I guess it's amazing how things are only illegal and a problem when the Republican Party does it. And, of course, that's the kind of activity you can get away with when you have the, the corporate media in your pocket. But, you know, if you watch, uh, if you watch the mainstream media, including Fox News, if you, uh, if you get your news from social media, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, it's easy to come to the conclusion that uh, you're in a, an oppressed minority, that you're a, a tiny minority opposed to this uh, destruction and rioting that we see going on in our streets. The mainstream media have dropped all pretense of objectivity and have really, uh, you know, gone all in as propaganda outlets for the the radical left and the, and their Democrats. Big tech and social media and Google uh, shadow ban dissident views that don't align with their leftist orthodoxy. They suppress alternative news sources like uh, this show and uh, and LaCourt News. And they conduct these polls, uh, which are selectively manipulated to try to show that uh, your views are in the minority and that the left is in the ascendancy. They purposely uh, manipulate these polls to get the outcome that they want to be uh, the reality. The truth is that Americans across the political spectrums, both Democrats, I mean, both Republicans and a, uh, a near plurality of Democrats are appalled by these riots and this destruction of property and this uh, destruction of our history. They were insulted by these selective shutdowns when the Democrats and the media came out and decided that, uh, you know, there was no longer a need for social distancing as long as these rioters in the streets are on our side politically. The majority, including Republicans and Democrats, are opposed, and, and a large majority of independents as well, are opposed to the destruction of our history, whether they agree with it or not. They don't want our monuments destroyed. They don't want our history erased. They don't want our founders vilified. And this defund the police movement that is really driving the Democrat Party at this point is really just has a tiny minority support, about 15 or 16 percent. If the polls couldn't gin up more than 15 or 16 percent of support with their manipulation, you can bet that that number is in the single digits. So like you, you know, I've tried to make sense of all this and I've covered it on this show Uh you know, it's hard to take a step back and look at it from a broader perspective. But 
you know, when you're confused about current events, it's instructive to look for parallels in history. There's uh, nothing new under the sun. And, of course, the old saying is those who forget their history are doomed to repeat it, and that is the, the very nature of history. It's a cycle where people forget their history and then they're reminded of it. But we really didn't, in this case, have to look that far back in our history. What we're repeating here is the second half of the 1960s when the nation was rocked by race riots. And have no doubt, even though, uh, you know, white kids are in the streets rioting too, these are race riots ginned up by this Black Lives Matter false narrative. The media have uh, totally capitulated to the mob uh, now as they did then. You had uh, mainstream news reporters like Walter Cronkite running interference for the left back in the 60s. And of course, then as now, the Democrats carried the banner for the leftist radicals in the streets. And that resulted in a uh, one of the largest landslide victories in presidential history when in 1968, Richard Nixon trounced Uh, I think it was uh, Hubert Humphrey. The 1968 election uh, was a a major realigning of the electorate in this country, and it purposely uh, put an end to the Democrats' New Deal coalition that had dominated the uh, presidential elections prior to that since 1932. Nixon and the Republican Party went on to win four of uh, or five of the next six elections, uh, interrupted just briefly there by Jimmy Carter, who had a failed presidency by any objective standard, and ultimately re- resulted in 1980 with Ronald Reagan uh, winning 489 electoral votes, defeating the incumbent Jimmy Carter, who received just 49 electoral votes. Reagan received the highest number of electoral votes than any non-incumbent in presidential uh, election history. He won 44 states. So I'm going to run out to a break. And when when I come back, I'm going to answer the question that is asked by Michael Bowes over in American Greatness of who exactly in this modern age is standing up for the majority. Stick with us. We'll be right back. Attention homeowners that have ever had a broken appliance. (laughs) That's a joke, right? We've all had broken appliances. I own a home just like you and have found a way for as little as a dollar a day to have all the major appliances in my home on a warranty plan. They're guaranteed to be fixed or replaced. You know how expensive an air conditioner, the heating system, a washing machine, dryer, water heater, or refrigerator can be. For about a dollar a day, all your major appliances are protected in case they break. Unless you're uh, Daddy Warbucks or the Monopoly guy and you don't care about money, call my friends at the Home Service Club now and get a warranty on your major appliances. It's a free call and the first month is free. But be one of the first 25 people to call within the next 10 minutes. 800-255-4940. 800-255-4940. 
800-255-4940. That's 800-255-4940. Mojo. We're drawing parallels between the modern age and what happened in the second half of the 1960s, when in 1968, presidential candidate Richard Nixon said, so let's have order in America, not the order that suppresses dissent and discourages change, but the order which guarantees the right to dissent and provides the basis for peaceful change. Like now, America was bogged down in uh, unwinnable foreign wars that uh, had no end. And the cities across this nation were engulfed in flames and riots. And Nixon pointed out that the great majority, the forgotten Americans, not the people that were in the street shouting, not the people that were rioting, but the great majority across this nation We're watching what went on in horror. And that old America that Nixon spoke about understood that society without law and order is not a society at all. And the lawlessness that went on then and the lawlessness that's going on now exposes the weakest in our society to the harm that the rioters say that they're trying to address. Freedom from fear, as Nixon put it, is the very first liberty and the most essential civil right. Without it, civilized society collapses. Law and order is not an impediment to justice. It's not a racist call, as some are saying now, as they did then. It is the absolute uh, necessary part of of the justice that they claim to seek. And we are now living through the worst unrest since the late 60s. The parallels are obvious. But, you know, despite the parallels, it's pretty clear that things have only gotten worse since then. The courage and assertiveness that Nixon spoke of in America is largely gone. There's no rule of law anymore because these uh, leftist Democrats have removed the forces of law and order from America's street. And they're doing this because America's leaders, with few exceptions, no longer have respect for America, our people, our laws, and our history. America as a nation, has never been more lawless, more ungovernable. And that is the the very motto of this Antifa movement, become ungovernable. But the really sad part is so many of this new generation, many of which have entered into positions of authority, are actually ashamed of America and ashamed of themselves. We're governed now by these arbitrary whims of destructive, hateful, malicious hypocrites that feel no attachment to our country or its history and don't even hold up a pretense that they do. 
This is a culmination of decades of ritual humiliation and careful, deliberate conquest of our American institutions. Generations have been taught to hate themselves and hate their country in our education system. But this, uh, this silent majority that asserted itself back in the 60s, it never went away. I would argue that it's smaller than it used to be. But Americans, by and large, still love this country. They're not ashamed of it. They don't feel a need to apologize it. They recoil when our national symbols are dishonored by these professional sports players and these left-wing celebrities out in Hollywood. And more than anything, the, the vast majority of this country still demands law and order. Biden's milk toast statement that he thought that uh, these, these uh, demonstrators ought to you know, stop burning things and rioting and assaulting people in the streets, that's not going to get it done. The, the silent majority, it never was really silent. It was just ignored. But since the 60s, we've become more quiet and more compliant in direct proportion to the hostility, weakness, selfishness, and corruption of our so-called leaders and our thought um, leaders. It's been over a half a century now that forces have been at work to indoctrinate Americans to hate themselves. We've been fed propaganda in schools, on televisions, in newspapers, on social media, that we were irredeemably racist and that our ancestors are morally retarded. And that everything we thought was true about America, everything we loved and honored about America is a lie. Our history has been rewritten. Our communities have been transformed without our consent through mass illegal immigration. And we're told that everything in our country, uh, we've got it coming and we have no right to complain. The will to enforce the law, especially this immigration law, has, has collapsed. And the majority that uh, has watched this go on have come to understand that the people in charge no longer have our best interests at heart and that we have no, no effect on public policy. We're not even owed basic law and order any longer. And if we complain, we're excommunicated from polite society we're shadow banned, we're censored, people are drugged um, before their employers and fired after, you know, uh, groveling. We've made all sorts of concessions, hoping that if, you know, we followed their rules, we would be left alone, but we could not have been more wrong. And as the great majority was cowed into submission and silence, the nation's elite just grew more arrogant and disdainful and more detached from the majority of the people in this country. And that is why in vacuum abhors a, or a power abhors a vacuum and the left have rushed into the vacuum that's been created. This long lockdown 
was just glaring evidence of the elite's neglect and wrongheadedness. But before that arrogant project was over, it ran into their radical ideology, the same professionals and politicians who treated American people like criminals for wanting to work or go to church have now suddenly carved out an exemption for these actual criminals that are rioting in the streets because they, you see, are promoting the correct political cause that the elites are sympathetic to. And they did all that without apology, without any sense of irony, without any self-awareness. They did it all without even blinking. And they have launched the most powerful attack on the his, the dignity of the American citizen in our history and on the legitimacy of our history and our, and our institutions. They've sided with a vicious mob that's tearing down monuments, terrorizing our cities, while at the same time blaming it on us and calling us deplorable. But you know, their ruthlessness, their uh, their drive is more forgivable than the the weakness and the negligence of those who are supposed to be protecting the interests of the nation and of the majority. Our president, like Richard Nixon, has now returned to these themes of law and order, but he's done it inconsistently and without a lot of deliberation, and he's been undermined at every turn by these... um, these swamp creatures. So who is left to stand for the great majority in this country? Americans have for decades now been desperate, quietly desperate for some semblance of normalcy to return to American life. They've yearned for what Nixon spoke of, a nation where the majority rules and everyone's treated equally under the law. But right now, it's looking like that vision that Nixon articulated has never been more distant. And my belief is it's going to continue like this right up until the November elections when the majority in this country is going to make make itself heard loud and clear. And I even believe that many of these blue cities are going to decide to hell with this. I'm not voting for another Democrat politician that refuses to even do the basic function of government, which is enforce the law. So we're accused of being fascist while they engage in actual fascism. And I think that the media know that they're not winning this debate, not on the actual facts. And that's why they're so determined to silence dissent, to only allow 
views that tow their party line, their Black Lives Matter Marxist, neo-Marxist party line. And they're silencing any voices that, uh, that uh, rise up against it. Could you imagine if Joe Biden, who is barely able to conduct a, a news conference, gets the hands on uh, the levers of power in Washington, D.C.? He's not going to be president. He's going to be a figurehead, and he's going to be used uh, like Pinocchio to do whatever the far left wants. So we're going to run out to a break, and when we come back, we're going to be joined by Ken LaCourt. He is a former executive over at Fox News. He founded LaCourt News. If you haven't gone there, you need to put that in your bookmarks. It's an absolute great alternative source of media with a a clear-eyed focus. It's not overtly partisan, but it's uh, it's sort sort of a throwback to objective news from a conservative perspective got to run out to a break stick with us we'll be right back on right now with jim dawes on the mojo 50 radio network i've been working at santa's workshop for a long time and thought i'd seen it all that was until i learned that when you add xfinity mobile to xfinity internet you can save hundreds on your wireless bill go online or call 1-800-XFINITY today restrictions apply xfinity internet required for mobile This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwans.com backslash yum for details. And you're back on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo Five O Radio Network. Your daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an American nationalist perspective. So as conservatives, we've uh, sort of become numb to the mainstream media's one-sided coverage of major issues and their near total omission of any facts that contradict a left-wing narrative. What has gotten far less attention is the efforts by those same corporate media giants to silence and censor opposing views. CNN, of course, went on, on a successful campaign to deplatform Alex Jones. And no matter what you think of Infowars, it has now been deplatformed. But CNN and their handmaidens in the mainstream media and over at Media Matters are continuing their jihad to silence other outlets like Fox News and especially Tucker Carlson. Yesterday, NBC News was initially successful in having two conservative news sites demonetized on Google for their coverage of the riots and the Black Lives Matter movement. Google, of course, has a monopoly on search and demonetization is basically a death sentence. To discuss this now, we're joined by Ken LaCourt a former executive at Fox News and founder of LaCourt News, an alternate, clear-eyed, alternative source for corporate me- uh, to the corporate media. That's spelled L-A-C-O-R-T-E, news. You should bookmark it. Ken, thanks for joining us. Hey, Jim. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. 
So this latest incident has got a lot of press. Uh, this has been going on uh, at a lower level for as long as I've been trying to establish an alternate uh, media outlet. Um, but they went after the Federalist, uh, which is, you know, a really level-headed sort of mainstream conservative thought site. And Zero Hedge, which is you know, also, uh, you know, a very valuable source of news that has broken, uh, you know, many big stories themselves. You experienced some of this while you were over at Fox News. Tell us, uh, tell us how this all works. Well, let me give you a, a quick, just kind of a, a quick history lesson. Is is you know, I mean, there used to be a time in America where it was the conservatives who were saying you can't publish that book because it's got a girl's boobs in it, or or this thing is anti-church. You know, it, it, when, when I was growing up, the censorious types were were more so those on the right and usually kind of coming from a religious point of view and, and trying to clamp down on things they didn't like. About five, six, seven years ago, we started seeing this happen more and more on college campuses on the left. You go see, uh, you know, somebody who is non-threatening as a Ben Shapiro would go to a college campus and they'd burn things and they'd bring drums and whistles. And, and, and you know, I, I, I live near Berkeley. They, they lit which calls itself the birthplace of the free speech movement, they were lighting fires to stop conservatives from, from having a platform and a voice. Well, those kids are all grown up now, and, and, and many of them are now working at Google and Twitter and Snapchat and, and all of these social sites. And that concept of this is hate speech, this is, this is making me feel bad, this speech does not belong here, uh, is, is being in, ingested into the political system in a way that we've, we've not seen really in any other any other equal point, in, certainly in my life, and I'm, I'm 55 years old. So we've been seeing this more and more. So they start with the, the far-edge guys. You know, Alex Jones, he says a lot of interesting things. I think he's a voice that shouldn't be silenced, but he also says a lot of crazy, goofy things. And, and A lot of crazy things. things. I don't up. listen to him, and I don't, yeah. uh, I don't recommend that anybody else does. But, uh, you know, what happened yeah, to the I mean, standard I mean, that I'll defend to, your, to the death, your right to speak? Yeah, he, you know, he's, uh, you know, he's nutty. And, and so that when, but when they zapped him, everybody was like, okay, well, he was making things up and he pretended that the school shooting didn't happen. And then they go after a, a Milo Yiannopoulos, who was a, a very flamboyant, outspoken gay conservative, who in many ways was brilliant. He went over the top. He was a provocateur. Things like, you know, feminism causes cancer and hate, but he was, and then, yeah, they killed him to a point where it's not just the, the social platforms, but it's also the monetary backends on it. So if, if they kill your ad network, if they kill the ability for Patreon to put in money, if they kill, you know, there's only a certain amount of banks that you can get money through if you're trying to, to say, hey, I'm, I'm starting a, a, a website or a new site or, or whatever you are online. And without those guys' acquiescence, you're, you're really out of it. And, and we've seen them this happen time and time again. Uh, and, and I'll tell you my story after we, we talk about Zero Head. So this latest one was a perfect example of, of how it's been working the last half a dozen big times I've seen it. Um, some, some activist group, in this sense, it was an anti-hate group out of, uh, out of England, whatever exactly that Stop means. funding they fake say, news. Okay. Yeah, they say, we've got some research. And so they bring their research to an NBC or a CNN or someone. And then that, then, then it doesn't, they don't have to look like they're activists. So then they call up Google and say, well, we have a study that shows that, uh, that, uh, this is, this is violating your, your, uh, your terms and conditions. And of course, anything can violate their, their terms and conditions. And, you know, how could you allow this to happen? And then Google says, we'll get back to you. And then they say, oh, okay, we've killed these guys because Google knew 
they're getting a story, right? They're getting a story coming out of NBC, and that story is either going to say Google is, is, is allowing people who don't like Black Lives Matter to, to advertise on their platform. And, of course, that makes, that makes their, their reruns pucker too tight for them. So they, they, they kill them ahead of time. We've seen CNN do that with, uh, with Breitbart and others. We've seen BuzzFeed would, would do that. And the exact same thing happened to me. I was just small enough that it didn't get that much attention. Literally a, a group out of, out of D.C., they were a private uh, fake news type, type site run by a former, uh, a former CIA gal was the, was the head researcher there, went to the New York Times. They then took completely false and misleading information about what I was doing. I had three and a half million followers on, on, on Facebook, went to Facebook. And this just happened to be the week that I was publishing the name of the, of the so-called whistleblower, the CIA guy who launched a, a, you know, who basically his, his complaint launched an impeachment of a president and no one in America knows his name, or at least no one, no one, not, not in the know. And, they go to Facebook. Facebook killed me. Didn't even return my emails telling me why. I didn't know it until weeks later when the New York Times story came out, which, again, was full of all sorts of not even mistakes, but intentional manipulations. And that's how they do it. They got to have the headline of, of former Fox executive doing X, Y and Z. I had some overseas writers and they made it look like I was doing all sorts of crazy crap. That's it. And there's literally like I couldn't even there was not a phone that I could pick up and talk to sent emails into the ether, never heard any kind of official response except what they told the New York Times. And, and that was a sentence that I couldn't even understand. This is, this is uh, you know, Alex Jones, as crazy as he is, it's info wars. And that's what I mean. So, well, and he, and, he, he and predicted he, that this, would, uh, this movement would spread and be more successful after they uh, sort of perfected their, their uh, model of attack. Uh, it's happened to me as well. Uh, as soon as I hit a certain uh, number, getting traction on YouTube and Facebook, it was like flipping a switch. Uh, they just turned it off completely. And I think it was because, uh, you know, I, I questioned the official narrative on the uh, murder of Seth Rich. Um, but, you know, if you if we reach the point where social media has become the new public square, but some people are uh, and their opinions are banished from that public square, then you're, you're not going to get um uh, you know, all the information you need to make an informed decision. Look, and, and this is how societies go real bad, right? I mean, this bothers me more than COVID. It bothers me more than rioters breaking into Victoria's Secret of Beverly Hills, protesting, whatever they're protesting. When, when you get a society where, you know, if you suppress it, the truth has enough thumb on the scale that it can do well. Fox News could be one of 200 news channels on TV, and because they tell a, a mainstream truth that people believe and an alternative point of view that's, that's, that's intellectually honest and fair, they, they're going to be popular. But when you say, mm -mm, you have to go, you can't, you know, you literally can't be on this platform or you can't use this discovery mechanism, which is how we all talk. That's where, where, where societies get really screwed up things. And, and, you know, that's how, you know, look, we're seeing the elements of that. These, you know, Cities right now are defunding police departments. Nobody wants that. Nobody, no serious percentage of people. It's lunacy. There's that. only but, it only has about sixteen percent report uh, support. But you would think by watching the mainstream media and the social media outlets that uh, you know it's a broad uh, movement with lots of uh, popular support. And and saying I don't support Black Lives Matter, the organization is is akin to hate speech by by these people because that's how that's the only way that they can not be bad right i mean when the new york times 
you know, went up apoplectic and apologized for publishing Senator Tom Cotton's take on, hey, maybe we should use the military to uh, uh, as a backup here because police forces are getting overwhelmed. Something that, you know, if you believe the polls, two thirds of Americans supported as well. They, they couldn't just say, oh, we've changed our hats and we're censors now. They had to put it into this bizarre hate speech saying this this piece made it dangerous for our black employees in the newsroom. I mean, they have, they have redefined like, speech okay. as violence. They did that, as you said, on the yeah. co- college campuses, that if you, um, you know, express a dissident opinion that somehow you are, uh, you know, endangering their lives, which is lunacy, but you might be able to expect it from a bunch of 20-something college kids. But now that uh, that same mindset has moved into the corporate boardrooms uh, into Absolutely. all sorts of institutions and in, in the, into the media. And, um, right. and I've got a cl- even, even silence is violence. Oh yeah. <laughs> silence is violence. You're not even able to just sit this one out. So, you know, there, there was a, anything a, except wholehearted support. Right. For us, we define as, as violence and therefore can be punished. There was a, uh, a, and, a principal in a Canadian school who clicked or liked a tweet that was mildly critical of the Black Lives Matter movement, questioning its uh, its origins and its motives, she lost her job. I mean, she lost her career. Don't, don't tell them, you know, how much time and effort she had uh, put into becoming a, a school principal. But I mean, this is uh, this is Orwellian to say the least. So, so I'm actually kind of taking a career move. I've I've been reporting on this, and look, I I always had a love hate relationship with media bias. It always existed. It's gotten. 50 times worse in the last five years. It, it really has. You know, I didn't mind it before when I worked for Fox News for two decades, and it was like, hey, media, media bias bought my car and bought my house. Right. right? It, it created a business opportunity for us. But, but now with, this, with, with the addition of this censure part, it is uh, it's something that we need to fight seriously on a, on a political level. And, and, you know, I, for one, am just tired of bitching about it. It's like, I, I, it's like we need to start defending these people in every single way, shape, or form. One, one young gal, she's a freshman at uh, Syracuse, I believe. You know, she wrote a piece saying, you know, saying that, that numerically and, and her look at it, that systemic racism doesn't exist in, 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 in policing in, in America. And she wrote a piece for Twitchy or somebody, and it was a very reasoned piece. Well, first thing that happened was, you know, she lost her she lost her position on on the college newspaper, and it's like that seems like a pretty small thing. It's not a teacher losing it's her job. life. It's not, uh, not this, but but that's how we end up twenty years down the road saying, hey. How come there are no conservatives in, in journalism? Well, everybody else, they, everybody else sees it, and they, they realize that this is a shot over the bow, and they must conform. I think that's what happened to the Federalist and Zero Hedge. They decided that they were yeah. you know, far enough down the media food chain that they could make examples of them and, and scare off any, uh, any conservative voice, uh, vo- voices in the run-up to the election. Well, and, 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 it, and it works. I mean, I mean, you know, you look at, at reasoned guys saying there's certain topics I won't talk about. Um, uh, Tim Pool is one of my uh, one of my favorite guys on on on, on YouTube. And he has a, a big following, but he's made it very clear that they will demonetize him if he talks about certain types of content. So he's just like, OK, this, those ones I don't do here. I'll do it on my I'll do it on my podcast or somewhere else. But it's like, you know, how many people know the name of Eric Charamella. I mean, it should be in the history books. This is a guy who was working at the CIA in Langley, filed a complaint about, about President, uh, President Trump, and literally launched 
an impeachment of, of United States president with, with this thing, and nobody's allowed to say his name. I that's that's the really bewildering thing about all of this. If the left wing decides that there are certain things you're not allowed to talk about, like Eric Chiermella or Seth Rich or the origins and the ideology of Black Lives Matter, they they can just uh, mobilize to uh, to make those topics taboo. And uh, if you are the one one of the ones that step out, They'll make an example out of you by punishing you. And, and, and down to the and, – and, and you're, you're 100% right. That's one of the tactics. Another tactic is just a little subtle thing here and there. Um, if you would go in – and I saw a video of this on another very good site called Reclaim the Net. I think they're a .org. And, and they had a video. If, if you tried to put the words Black Lives Matter in a, in a comment into a YouTube video and also added the word violence – it automatically got 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 taken down. Oh, I know so you type up your comment, you hit you hit submit, and then you'd look, and it would never show up. Right. I know. I've I've okay, seen that that very kind of thing. Hey, we got to run out to a break. I want to talk a little bit more about the suppression uh, of the smaller uh, sites, and and how is anybody supposed to uh, mount a challenge to the big media if uh, if they've got uh, their knee on our are back. Uh, stand by. We'll be right back after this message. Mojo. You hear the headlines. You know health insurance is a real mess right now. Premiums have skyrocketed, and in most cases, you're stuck with your plan until open enrollment. But there's a government rule that allows you to qualify for lower health insurance rates if your life has changed. That means if you've changed jobs, if you're having a child, if you're getting married, if you're getting divorced, even if you run a small business or you're self-employed, this law may qualify you to get lower health insurance rates. Call the the health insurance hotline today. Learn how this 10-minute call can help you get lower health insurance rates. This is a free service to help consumers learn the laws to help them qualify for lower health insurance rates. So call right now to learn more. 800-605-1679. 800-605-1679-800-605-1679. That's 800-605-1679. Pay for by GoHealth. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwans.com backslash yum for details. Mojo. And we're back with Ken LaCourt, a former executive at Fox News and founder of LaCourt News, an alternate news site for the corporate media. So, Ken, I want to play this clip from you, uh, for you. This is Sean Davis, uh, one of the founders at uh, The Federalist on with, Sean, with, um, with uh, C- Tucker Carlson last night. It's not just that somebody came after us and tried to deplatform us. The, the whiny cry bullies uh, of the left do this 
uh, all the time to their enemies. They can't win arguments, so they try yeah. and shut them down. But to see this come from actual journalists uh, who, who claim to believe in the First Amendment, that was remarkable. And the other thing is, you know, we're, we're a pretty big organization. We're influential. Uh, we have a big audience, and we have a lot of influence. We were able to stop this. Now, most people, 99.99% of people who get canceled or deplatformed by these little Marxist cry bullies, they don't have any recourse. And it's what's that's happening right. to them that's the real crime. It's not it's, what's happening to us. You know, I was really proud of Sean Davis uh, pointing out that it's, you know, it's not just the bigger sites uh, like the Federalist that are being subjected to this. Most of this uh, that goes on you never hear about because they crush these alternative voices before they, uh, they ever get a big audience. Yeah, and, and that's something that we on the right need to be more vigilant about and, and really pay more attention and, and stop looking at the fig leaves. I mean, look, they'd pulled down uh, Zero Hedge from Twitter before for having the temerity of, of publishing the, the identity of, 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 one, of the, uh, one of the Chinese researchers in Wuhan, which, which, who, was, who was involved in that, um, you know, who, was, who was suspected of, 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 of possibly being one of the sources behind, the, behind a leak out of a lab there. Um, you know, we need to pay more attention. We need to, we need to kind of band together. We need to, we need to make it so that they're not successful on this. This is one good one that happened. Look, when I got smoked, I got a, I got a Breitbart article and a couple other people paid attention. And then it was the news, the news cycle moved on. It was confusing enough. They were like, and then, and then they moved on. It's, it's kind of only the clear cut ones that are easier to defend in the public. But no, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna hang separately if we don't hang together on this. Um, and that's everything from individual people being being unfairly outed and losing their positions and being driven out of the media, down to you know up to the you know, the Fox News. We never had to worry about that when we were at Fox. I mean, we were powerful. We were huge. We were, you know we viewed ourselves well bigger than Twitter, and and whatnot. But it's the lower guys like me and you and and I'm surprised that the Federalist was big enough to. I was happily surprised that they were big enough to kind of push back on this. Well, they've got one American News Network in their sites now. I think they've uh, sort of uh, forced uh, Fox News, at least uh, during their daytime programming, to to moderate and sort of pull their punches. And one American News is uh, is sort of you know a rising outlet out of San Diego, California, on uh, to the right a little of, of uh, Fox News. And of course, now they're uh, they're being smeared and labeled as um, you know unacceptable in in polite society. Of course, you saw the story where the uh, Oklahoma State University uh, football coach Mike Gundy was forced to grovel and apologize at the by the pressure of the uh, administration over there because he won a, wore a One America News Network T-shirt on a fishing trip. <laughs> was that like watching a hostage video? Oh what? my it, god! Those, those news films from the Vietnam War where the guys are like, yes, I'm an anti, anti-socialist and I murder children. And, and yeah, no, he was blinking, oh, blinking an SOS out with his eyes. <laughs> it was, it was really yeah. embarrassing. I was embarrassed for him. And, uh, you know, you wonder why people don't just have the stones to, to say to hell with this. Uh, it was a t-shirt. I, I watched the, um, you know, the outlet as part of, uh, the information that I take in and it was in no way an endorsement or, uh, somehow, you know, trying to force everyone to watch it. But, uh, you know, they've been after one American news. I think, you know, they've at least, uh, as an alternative to the big na- uh, cable uh, networks, uh, they're, you know, starting to get a little bit of traction and they seem determined to strangle them in the cradle. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. That that will be one of the, you know, you're a white supremacist if you watch that channel. I mean, that's basically the, the, the case that they made there. And, you know, you look at these colleges, they have to, they feel that they have to go particularly over overboard because they have so many African-Americans on their football team because that's what kicked this one off. Was was one, one young man saying, I, I don't know if I want to play for these guys anymore. Yeah, and then they say, oh, well, you know, the football team is the most important part of our college, so we obviously have to buckle to this. Um, but, you know. Well, can you imagine, can you imagine this, uh, this coach trying to uh, exercise any authority over these kids when they know all they have to do is uh, point a finger and scream racist at them because he watches a, a TV channel? You know, there was another one just two months ago where the guy sent out, it was a, it was a little cartoon of this lady, and it said, uh, and it was like, that was like a, like a 1920s picture of her knitting and she's knitting a noose. And it said, you know, after three weeks in lockdown, uh, Anna's knitting a scarf, for her husband, and you know, she was white. Everybody was white, but they're like, you, t- this is a Southern, a Southern state. Obviously anything with a noose must mean racist. And this guy had to fall on his sword and apologize for, 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 you know, for, for retweeting that, that cartoon, Unbelievable. which was just like, wow. Hey, just in the interest but, uh, of, uh, of developing and uh, cultivating alternative sources of news, I want to talk a little bit about LaCourt News. Uh, since you brought it to my attention, I have uh, been a, a steady consumer of the site, and I cited a lot on this show. It's a great source of, uh, you know, the story selection on your site is uh, sort of toward a conservative bent, but the uh, the actual writing and the opinion on the site are squarely within what was formerly known as mainstream conservative thought, uh, but it's got an edge <laughs> yeah, to so it, and I really enjoy it. So we, you know, we look at stories that are either underplayed or misplayed. Um, that usually means that they're conservative type. I spent a lot of time looking at the at exactly what we've been talking about today with the with the censorship and and you know the media the media pretending they're referees when in fact they're players. But once we get into it, I'm just, you know, I, I find that you do better by presenting both sides of you, by presenting neutral language, by not having to go to, to what's what's happening right now. Um, because, and, and you know, we'll, we'll still get zapped as a conservative site, and, not, and I'm sure we'll get defunded on certain things. They, they, they took, Google took down specific types of ads anytime we had Charmella's name on certain, certain pages. Um, and again, if you literally try to type in, I mean, I, I, I tell everybody, look at the site. You, you know, you'll see that the, it things right, but but you know, nothing nothing at all crazy. And then go try to send a, a personal message to somebody on 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 Facebook. Not even to post it. Post it. It's it's immediately you get you get you know your this is this is bad content. You can't even send a a an IM message to one of your friends www.lacourtnews.com in in the subject or 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 in your in your in your little 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 note at all it'll, it'll block you from doing that well i'm thoroughly convinced at this point that uh, after you come to their attention uh, they've got a room full of moderators and one of those are assigned to you and you know dozens of others uh sites of uh, uh taboo subjects and uh and they make sure uh that you know if you if you send out anything that's contrary to the the official leftist line, uh, they suppress it, um, and, and I can see that you know with the the number of uh, clicks I get on on certain posts and certain shows as opposed to others. You know, if I'm a, if I put a headline uh, over a podcast that is um, you know something that the left has determined is um, is taboo and verboten. That uh, that show won't get any um, any uh, downloads, 
But if it's yeah, a more no, mainstream, and, and sometimes that's sometimes that's by their algorithm, and sometimes that's by a human. I think you have to get to a certain size for them to say. But I mean, you know, we saw uh, uh, Project Veritas uh, on some of them when they were calling you know, some of Ben Shapiro a white supremacist, which I thought was funny. Um, but yeah, no, sometimes certain words, like I, like when I was still on Facebook, they would never allow us to monetize most, most videos about Donald Trump. If those words were in there, they would take it out of their, their monetization things. Now they might argue, well, our advertisers don't want to be in those things. And, and, and there could be a financial incentive as well. For them to do that. But, um, but it also made it so, okay, well, we can't make any money off of that news. So, uh, we want to make news. We have to not mention Donald Trump. So I'm glad you mentioned Donald Trump. Um, and we've got, uh, you know, the campaign season kicking in in earnest now. The Democrats have have chosen um, a, a thoroughly establishment uh, candidate that's been in Washington for nearly 50 years and is uh, is on the cusp of becoming 80 years old. And you can sort of smell the panic among uh, the left wing glitterati. What effect or what actions do you think that they may take social media and uh and these uh these big search engines and and youtube what actions do you think they may take in the run-up to this election you know i see that they'll they'll continue doing the things that they're doing um um, out of all of the things you mentioned the ones that are being the most careful so far is actually the search engines um um and and i think that they they're they're you know, we've been talking about Google. That's well, I'd have Google to disagree with you there, Ken. Uh, when, I, when I, you know, when I'm really? doing show prep and I go on searching for stories, um, you know, on on topics, I'll, it'll be sometimes two to three pages in before you ever get any coverage from a conservative outlet or, or any um, any headlines from a conservative bent. Yeah, um, we need to start studying that up a little bit more. I've I've, I've noted, you know, it's always kind of difficult to look at anecdotes versus versus ones ones are good and ones when aren't. Um, sure. um, I have I had so far at least been seeing them as playing more fairly than any of the other ones, which are you know just 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 clearly doing that. You know, look, they will continue to to do things like uh, like like you know, a lot of it is this. A lot of it is is we will make the narrative what we want the narrative to be, and the narrative is always an anti-Trump. You know, so that means chloroquine's bad, shutdowns are good, uh, unless uh, un- unless good. you're the Black Lives Matter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, you you know, every time they do this on a big way, the American public gets a little smarter, and that's kind of one of the good things. Now we still have to fight it and we still have to turn it around. But I mean, a lot of people and, and Trump just through his ham handed, your fake news, you know, he really opened that up for a lot of people to, uh, to, 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 to understand and see. And I think that, you know, shows like this, it's important for people to, to really say, you know, like, like the New York times, let me just take 10 seconds on this. The New York times. Well, that's about how much time we've got left, Ken. Well, then let me, well, I'll tell it next time. Look, I'm, 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 We've got to start kicking back on this stuff. Have me, have me again, and we will talk about more about what can we do to, to, to start kicking back and, and reversing this instead of just reporting on it. Ken LaCourt, founder of LaCourt News, available online. That's spelled L-A-C-O-R-T-E. You need to bookmark that site and go there often. Ken, it's always good to talk to you. Thanks for coming on today. Terrific. Thanks for having me. Well, that takes us to the end of this edition of Right Now with Jim Dawes. I want to thank you for joining us and invite you back here again tomorrow, right here on the Mojo 50 Radio Network. We'll talk to you then.
When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is, hmm, what's the word? Delightful. Because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com slash Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Need an extra hand with dinner? Just ask your connected home device to fill your pasta pot, and Delta Faucet Voice IQ technology will fill it with the perfect amount of water. Visit deltafaucet.com slash voice IQ to discover more.